All right, guys. Our next guest is the number four ranked middleweight in the UFC. Now with a big fight with Darren Till, targeted for UFC Fight Night on December 5th. Roll out your Oscars because the Joker is in town, Jack Hermanson. Welcome back to Submission Radio. Dude, second appearance in a short period. I feel like we're very lucky. Yes, perfect. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back. Absolutely, man. The, the pleasure is all ours. Now, of course, before we talk about this big Darren Till fight, we do have to address UFC 253, which happened just yesterday. We want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, so let's set the stage. Where were you? Wh who were you watching it with? Set the scene for us. Is it like a dark room with like one light billowing out of the TV while you're sitting there studying it? Or are you there th having, a, having a party with all your friends? No, you know, uh, because of the time uh, time difference, <laughs> I'm always watching it Sunday morning uh, with my breakfast. So my girlfriend was sleeping and I was just by myself, uh, woke up early and uh, was, was watching it uh, uh, with my breakfast. So uh, it was uh, a couple of great fights and uh, a really, really good one, uh, of course, the middleweight title fight. Okay, nice. Before we talk about that, is there ever a moment where you're like watching a fight and you're like, oh, making Joe Rogan screams and uh, your girlfriend's like, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. I love you, but shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to keep it down, you know, but it's hard sometimes for sure. <laughs> mm. must, must, must be funny, man. It's like uh, sometimes when we do interviews here, it's like my girlfriend be like, can you be quiet over there? I'm like, I'm talking to Jack Hermanson in the other room, all right? He's the number fourth middleweight in the world. I think I can be loud right now, but talk to us about that main event, man, because I know before this fight happened, you were picking Polo Costa to beat Israel Adesanya. So yeah. break it down for us. What did you think he was going to do? And you were, were you surprised about the game plan and how it actually turned out? Yeah, you know, uh, I thought that he was going to go berserk on him, you know. He was going to go forward forward and swing and uh, just be, uh, like, no respect at all. And then you see, just like, okay, it's a five-rounder. He's going to pace himself and he stands on the distance. And Adesanya just shines in this fight. Uh, he looks so good. And, uh, yeah, a, a really, really great performance by, by Adesanya. But... Uh, I thought that uh, that uh, Costa was going to take a little bit more uh, risks, if you will, and and charge forward a little bit more. Uh, you know, I, I was picturing him push Alessandra to, to the fence and and uh, go to the body and, and finish to the head, you know, like like he does. But uh, at uh, at the same time, to Alessandra's credit, he's so good with the change of directions uh, when, when you try to chase him down so uh, it, it was hard for uh, Costa to get this aim in and uh, yeah Adesanya looked better than ever yeah one thing that uh, we all noticed and we were sort of talking about it in our in our whatsapp group because here in Melbourne we're all in lockdown uh, was that when Costa was entering he, he he seemed a little bit different he seemed a little bit nervous I remember in Anaheim him walking after the Romero fight he was just beaming with confidence here something was different I'm wondering if you picked up on it as well and I'm wondering also how much of it do you think was due to Costa's game plan from the very beginning, and how much of it was just due to Israel, the way he performed and kind of just freezing Costa in there on the night? I, it's uh, really hard to say, but I, I think that, uh, you know, a couple of details, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, change of direction that Arzana does, and uh, that he, he he started to go to, to, to his legs, and 
yeah, all, all those uh, things together uh, was probably making it uh, hard for, for Costa. Uh, but I also believe that uh, just because it was five rounds that Costa wanted to pace himself a little bit. And I don't think that was a wise uh, choice. So I got to ask you, man, because obviously Israel, unbelievable clinic. He put, I mean, hats off to him. What a great performance. But if Paulo Costa went out there and actually executed the game plan that he executes against all of his other opponents, do you think he would have had a little bit more success? Do you think he would have at least had some kind of damage, some kind of shot? Or do you think it would still sort of end up the same way we saw it um, play out later on in this fight? Um, I think that his chances of winning the fight would have been greater if he took uh, the risk to, to charge forward and, and close the distance uh, more and, and so on. Uh, I'm not sure if he would have won the fight or if he would have been successful at all, but I do believe that, that that's his, his chance to, to win the fight uh, would definitely be, be bigger if he, if he did that. Mm. Well, what are your thoughts on Costa now? I know that obviously before the fight, you were picking him to be sort of one of the toughest stylistic matchups. Any any new thoughts or any changes in your mind as far as, you know, the, the Costas that you saw uh, yesterday? No, not really. Um, I, I still see him as, as one of the toughest fights. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think he's still he's still good. It's just like Adesanya is uh, is better. He is uh, he's a amazing fighter, and uh, when it comes to that stand up game, it's um, yeah, the, most of the guys can't hang with him there. <laughs> I mean, you were planning on fighting Paulo Costa for the title. Now that you know it's going to be Israel Adesanya, most likely. How do you feel about that potential fight now? And uh, sort of how, how does it feel, the fact that everything sort of switched around now? I guess the scenario would be really different in your mind when you think about that title shot now. The thing is that I was sharing for, for Adesanya. I want him to, him to be the champ uh, because he's already the champ. And the more times you uh, defend your title, the the greater champ you is. And... Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I want him to be uh, super respected, and uh, and uh, I want him to be a, a big superstar when I fight him, because uh, I want to grab everything that he has, you know. And uh, I believe that if Costa won the fight, uh, uh, he, he wouldn't be uh, as a big uh, superstar as as Adesanya is. So I'm super happy that Adesanya won, and I hope that he continues to win until I fight him. Uh, and I want to be the, the one that, that dethrones him. Mm. Uh, obviously, Dominic Reyes and Jan Blachowicz, they didn't get a chance to beat John Jones for the light heavyweight title. You could argue that Israel Adesanya has that kind of streak and that kind of momentum that the first person that beats him would be such a big deal. From that perspective, are you sort of hoping that he stays undefeated until you get to him? You know, you, you still have Darren Till in front of you. Are you hoping that he maintains his championship? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, you know, I want him to defend his title one more time and uh, to to really, uh, yeah, to become as a great uh, champion as he, as he can before, before I fight him. Um, the the bigger the greater he is uh, uh, before before he falls uh, the better. So mm. uh, 
uh, I, I wish him the best and uh, I really hope that he stays the champion until uh, I fight him. He mentioned you're the post fight presser. Did you see that? He, uh, oh, yeah. he says he wants to. Yeah, he wants to test his ground game against you. What did you think about that? Uh, he, he doesn't want to do that at all. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sure he want to fight me, but I'm sure I'm 100% sure that he doesn't want to fight me on the ground. Uh, not, not a chance, but um, it, it's very likely that he, he wants uh, a good grappler to test himself against. Uh, I can believe that. But uh, that, that he wants our fight to go to the ground, uh, uh, he, he doesn't want that, you know. And I, I think that we can be honest with with each other, each other there, you know. He is uh, the superior striker, and I am the superior grappler. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like I have the wrestling at my side. I have the ground and pound on my side, uh, and I believe that it's easier to be uh, to create uh, whole, you know. To create opportunities uh, in the striking uh, than it than it is in the grappling. So overall, uh, uh, I see myself as the better fighter. What what would happen? What would happen on the ground if uh, if Israel wanted to test himself against you there? Uh, I, I don't think he can ha hang with me. There, you know, uh, the grappling is not as quick and dynamic as the striking. It goes slower, you know, and uh, I'm gonna have 100% control in all, all the situations down there. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't see him as a th threat on the ground at all. Uh, the threat is if he can get up on his feet or not. Mm, and that's, that's kind of what makes it a fascinating contest, right? I know previously you, you spoke about how you felt Whitaker for you was a stylistically tougher matchup. I'm yeah. wondering after this Costa fight, uh, do, you, do you keep that stance? Do you still feel Israel is somewhat of an easier matchup than Whitaker? And um, did you learn anything about Israel from this Costa fight? Kind of wasn't really that that long, but as a fighter, when you were sitting there with, I don't know if you have a note, uh, a note and pen paper, but um, did, did you learn anything about Israel? Uh, yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's even greater, greater than, than I thought, and... Uh, uh, he just, yeah, he, he's he's amazing at, at, at what he do. Uh, but I still feel that Whitaker is probably a hard <laughs> matchup for me, uh, and that is just because I know um, what kind of striking styles that I have a problem with in training, and uh, and that's why. So I believe that Whitaker is the hardest fight, and. Uh, you know, it probably doesn't matter how amazing Alessandro looks. Uh, uh, he's, uh, I, I see Whitaker as, the, as a tougher matchup for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, you never know on, until you're in there with somebody, right? So mm. we want to get your thoughts on this uh, Robert Whitaker, Jared Kennedy fight quickly in just a second. But while we're talking about this Israel matchup, uh, so many people people have sort of gone in there and have attempted to take Israel down up against the cage. And Israel has demonstrated such great takedown defense. I think a lot of people even um, initially thought, oh, we'll just take him down and we'll submit him. So I'm just wondering, from your perspective, what do you think you would do different to a lot of these guys that have sort of gone in there and I suppose attempted to get Israel to the ground? And from your perspective as well, what have they done wrong in trying to get this battle to the ground? Um, well, who was the last person that tried that? Uh, I can just remember their buns. And Whitaker tried, of course. Uh, 
I can't I can't remember the situations exactly, but it's probably just a timing thing, you know. And uh, um, I know that I I, I would uh, I would chain it together and I I would keep uh, keep the pressure. The, the the hard part is the timing. The the, the finish. I, I really believe that I would get the finish if I could get in on him. On him. But uh, he has good footwork. He, he, yeah, his uh, change of dire- direction is good, and, and it's hard to to get that timing and to close that distance. Uh, so I think that that will be the the most important part for me to train on for a fight like that. Uh, but if I get a hold of him, I'm pretty sure that uh, that I will take him down. Uh, uh, you just need to to use the the right the right tool there. I, I believe that both. Uh, Brunson and Whitaker were, were too far away when when they shot and they didn't get the good uh, entrance and that's why they couldn't finish. Mm. And I mean, uh, striking-wise, I know you mentioned that Robert Whitaker is a tougher matchup in the striking department, you believe, for yourself. I'm just wondering, had, had what, what mistakes do you think people make when they stand up against Israel Adesanya? It feels like so many opponents uh, sort of misjudge him before they get in the octagon and get surprised when they're in there with them. I know you've mentioned that you've got training partners and it's a it's a striking style that you're sort of a bit more familiar with. Do you mind shedding a little bit of light for us in that regard as well? Mm, yeah, I think you, you, you can't uh, try to read him too much, you know. Adesanya mm-hmm. has a lot of feints and uh, he's extremely quick as well. So if you try to read him too much, uh, it, it, it's gonna be hard. So you will have to uh, charge and and, and you, you will have to move your body to get his body in the position where you want, right? So it's it's a game of uh, of footwork, and with the right footwork and if you're coming in to the right angles, uh, you, you you can catch him when uh, when he's circling. So I think that's. Uh, uh, without without uh, telling too much, <laughs> what I'm gonna do? <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's how you're gonna catch him. You know, you, you have to move in the right way to, um, to, to yeah, to, to get him to move in the way where you want. Uh, don't stand in front of him. Don't stand still, and don't try to read him. Uh, that that's uh, that that's what you shouldn't do. And uh-huh. then what you sh- should do, you you'll uh, uh, you'll have to wait and see when I fight him. <laughs> fascinating right but that, that's fascinating because obviously in the Paulo Costa fight Paulo Costa was biting on almost every single feint and it, yeah. it cost him a lot so what you're saying makes a lot of sense um last time we spoke to you Jack obviously you you listed your top three ideal opponents obviously you wanted Rob first then maybe Cannoneer and then Darren Till was number three you got the number three in Darren Till what was your reaction when you found out that you know he's going to be your next opponent uh, yeah, I, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, I wanted the Whitaker fight so bad, but I understood that he and Cannonier ha- have to fight each other. So um, I was just like, I, I hope they don't give me any, you know, other uh, opponent that I don't want. So I was I was happy with uh, with Darren actually. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, to do a impressive performance against him and then uh, uh, go go to that uh, tight towards that title. Mm. Uh, we've seen the fact that the mat, the fight kind of depends on how Darren's knee will be leading into the fight in December. I'm just wondering, have there been any updates for you? Is the fight 100% confirmed yet? Are you still waiting 
to see if Darren is 100% going to be ready for that fight. And also, how does it feel to know that you kind of have to wait till December to fight again? So much stuff happening in the division. It must be tough to just sit back and watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, um, uh, I think it's, it's as confirmed as it can be. We, we, we have signed the bout agreement. So uh, You have uh, or you haven't? We have, we have. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it should definitely happen. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it's not a problem to uh, to wait until December because uh, I have so much uh, I want to train. You know, so many things I want to do and uh, develop and uh, and so on. And it, it takes time. So uh, I'm gonna be in a amazing shape in in December, and uh, you're gonna be see the best uh, Jack Hermanson so far so i'm really looking forward to it and uh you know for this fight uh i almost doesn't feel uh, the 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 tension that i usually do uh i'm just looking forward to it it's gonna be fun and uh yeah i, I can't wait to uh, everything else that's gonna come so uh it's gonna be a, a good one well, yeah, everything else that's going to come is probably going to be uh, Darren Till doing face swap memes <laughs> and maybe maybe DMing you. Ha are you prepared for all of that? And what is your relationship like with uh, with Darren Till? Does he ever DM you? No, the thing is that Darren, like, I was hoping that that he would do that. <laughs> I was hoping that, uh, uh, yeah, he would uh, make a little bus, but. Uh, yeah, it's almost like it doesn't exist in his life. So ah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he will show me some love soon. <laughs> yeah, okay. I want to. I want to sort of read uh, something was sent to us. There's a little back and forth between Israel and Darren Till. Just want to get your thoughts. Israel put up the you know the Raw Dog logo. You're familiar yeah. with this one from Darren Till, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he put up the, the logo, Israel did, and then he said, this is mine now. And then Darren Till said, fight me for it. In fact, beat me and I'll give you 50% of it. And then <laughs> Israel says, you couldn't even take 50% of me. Hashtag the real raw dog with like three eggplant emojis. But last time I checked, Darren Till is fighting you, not Israel Adesanya. So is it safe to say that you're in this raw dog sweepstakes as well? What happens if you beat Darren Till? Maybe you take the raw dog, uh, you know, company and everything that comes with it. Uh, I, I think so. You know, I'm going to definitely go in there and uh, and see what my share is going to be. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's put something at stake. <laughs> I love it. So it's official. Raw Dog might it might be on the line in December. Talk to us a little bit about the fight itself, because I know you've, sp you've spoken to us about Darren Till, and now while he, you know, is a good middleweight, you know, you don't think he'd go too well against the top guys um, in your division. How do you see the see this matchup going between yourself and him? Um, I believe that. Uh... I'm gonna be able to to really dominate dominate uh, Darren. Uh, uh, he he has like if I said that Whitaker has a style that uh, it's tough for me. I think Till has uh, not an easy style, but easier. Uh, he's quite flat-footed. He's stalking you down, and uh, his arsenal is uh, pretty limited. Uh, the things that he do, he does very well, but you know, it's the same things over and over in the, in all of his fights. So no surprises there, and uh, I think it's gonna be uh, 
relatively easily easy to prepare for and uh, yeah I'm gonna be able to uh, to catch him both uh, with the striking and uh, hopefully I can get a grappling exchange exchange going and uh, and uh, yeah show him that I'm uh, on another level there as I've done many times before Mm. I, I know Casper read out the, the tweet with Israel. He put up another tweet as well where he spoke about how after he beats you, maybe if it's dominant enough, he can get a title shot. And I'm just wondering, do you feel like with him constantly talking about the title shot, obviously it's great for promotion, but do you feel like he's kind of overlooking this fight a little bit, maybe overlooking you a little bit going into this fight? It's it's not really about you at the moment. You know, He, he hasn't really been tweeting about you much, talking about you much. It's a lot about the title or the Raw dog sweepstakes that Casper mentioned. Yeah. Um, well, if he is underestimating me or looking past me, I think that's going to be a, a, a big mistake. Um, I think I, I present something that not a lot of other people in this division do. So, uh, yeah, when you fight me, you're get, getting something... Uh, something special and uh, something that uh, you should uh, prepare for very carefully uh, or else it's going to be a, not a long night, it's going to be a short night for him. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, speaking of short nights, I mean, he's coming into this fight with obviously knee issues that he suffered in the Robert Whittaker fight. Your last win was via heel hook very quickly against Kelvin Gastelum. I'm not expecting you to reveal your game plan, but as a fighter, does a part of you look at that and think, oh, well, you know, there's a potential, you know, weakness or a target for me. And do you also think that, you know, that might even affect, say, his kicking game, uh, you know, with, with sort of the previous injury and sort of the, the constant, uh, I don't want to say fear, but the thought in the back of his mind that you might use that to take him down? Uh, no, you know, I don't think too much about it because I don't want my focus to be there. But at the same time, if I get the, get that knee, I'm gonna try to rip it apart. And the uh, same thing I'm gonna do with his healthy knee. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wherever I can get, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. If it's his neck or his knee or his arm or uh, wh whatever it is, uh, if I get the opportunity, I'm taking it and I'm going for the finish. Uh, it doesn't matter which kind of submission it is or or so on. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna try to to break that knee, and I'm gonna try to kick it, and uh, do everything I can in my power to uh, to, to get that win. Uh, I'm not gonna be cautious uh, <laughs> at all. <laughs> Man, I can't well, wait for this fight. It's in December, but can it happen tomorrow? I mean, this is gonna be a great mm. matchup. Um, quickly, uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, but just quickly, Jack, while we're talking about the division, gotta get your thoughts. I gotta get your thoughts on Kamzat Chimaev because this man right here has become an overnight sensation. And uh, just overnight alone, he's uh, tweeting at uh, Israel Adesanya about how he wants a title shot. He made quick work of Jared Mearshart, a man that you know yourself very, very well and made quick work of yourself. I'm wondering, what do you make of this run that he's had and this emergence that he's had in uh, not one, but two divisions? It's very impressive, and uh, I think uh, Kamsat is, is the real deal. Um, and uh, it's really cool when somebody gets the hype and just continues, you know. You, you, everybody's just like, oh, is, is he going to do it this time? And then he just knocks him out in 10 <laughs> seconds, you know. And uh, it, it's always cool to, to watch a superstar uh, grow. Um, 
and uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm very impressed by by everything uh, he does. I do believe that he he will uh, sooner or later stay in the in the welterweight division, though. Um, especially when when he gets the really really tough fights, I think it's going to be hard to. Uh, to, to fight as often as that, if you if you have uh, you know if you go through a tough fight, your your body's gonna be injured. You need recovery time and so on. Uh, so he, he will definitely have to go into uh, some wars sooner or later, and uh, and I think that's uh, probably where he, he's gonna stay mostly in, in, in welterweight. That's my prediction. So I don't think I have to uh, think too much about uh, about Kamsat, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to follow uh, his career. Career, you know, he's young and he's on fire, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because we just wanted to sort of clarify that. I mean, you, you do you think I know you're pretty honest when you break guys down and talk to them about them to us. Do you think comes out as a guy that would be able to hang in there with the top guys in the middleweight division? Hmm. Um, too early to tell. <laughs> too early to tell. I think we, uh, I, you know, he, he's the real deal. I, I know it because I've trained with him, uh, so I know that he's good. Uh, but but it's all you know. You guys have is... sparred before and trained before, and yeah. Wow! Um, look at this. Some inside information coming over here from. <laughs> And uh, but but competition is is another thing. But uh, as for now, it seems like he rise really rises to the occasion, uh, and it just looks uh, looks amazing so far. So uh, I don't know, man. I I believe in in the guy, and uh, uh, I'm not sure if he if he should fight the top yet. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I I believe in him, and I believe he's gonna be good, do do uh, great things. Um, but I wanna, yeah. <laughs> uh, if he's ready right now, uh, I'm not sure. We, we mm. will see. Yeah. With the, those sort of training and sparring sessions between you guys, were they the kind of ones that you walked away pretty confident from afterwards? If I did, or yeah, like like when you sparred with him and trained with him, were they the kind of sparring sessions and training sessions where you walked away pretty confident, you know, after after sparring <laughs> with him? You know what I'm asking. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a nice way to ask. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but you saw right through it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, uh, I'm following the secret the sparring code, you know. Yeah. Uh, nothing will be revealed. <laughs> well, we were, we were just testing you on that, Jack, and you passed the yeah. flying colors, so congratulations. <laughs> Let, let's, let's, and just quickly, I know you just mentioned that, hey, you know, not not the top guys yet. Do you think there's a chance UFC can kind of go a little bit crazy here? I, I mean, they, they were trying to book book him against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson for his next fight, and his, you know, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, one of the best welterweights in the division, a guy has fought for the title a couple of times, a very difficult matchup. And if it wasn't him, you know, people are talking about guys like Leon Edwards and all sorts of fighters. Do you think it's a case where the UFC needs to be careful and not push this guy too quickly? And a great example of that is even your opponent, Darren Till, who you're fighting in December. A lot of people argue he got pushed very, very quickly in the welterweight division himself. And 
should have probably had a little bit of time to grow before he made it to that title fight. Do you think that comes out in that kind of danger if the UFC just throw him in there straight away into those welterweight eliminators? Uh, I think it's dangerous, but at the same time, with great risks comes great rewards. So if we just look back at Conor McGregor's career, we're just like, oh, he did it. He did it again and again and again, and then he became this massive superstar. And I believe that if Kamsat can continue to nail those fights and, and make uh, the kind of performance that he has been doing so far, you know, he's going to rise to that level. And, uh, and that's something that he wants and that's something that the UFC wants. Uh, uh, I can understand that they're willing to, to take that risk. And uh, even though, he, he, should he lose, then, uh, then hopefully he has that kind of mentality that he's able to, to come back from that and continue to, uh, to fight, you know. So... Um, it's dangerous, and I, I, myself in that position, position, I would definitely feel the pressure. But it doesn't seem like like it's facing him. So uh, I think he should continue with it and, and just roll and uh, and uh, yeah, see how far he can go with this. Uh, you know, um, I think there's a lot lot to win. He, he has already became a, a super uh, MMA celebrity, so. Uh, yeah, imagine what a few more wins can, can do to, for him. So uh, I, th- I think it's a, it's a good move, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't want to take up all your time, Jack, because it's like, I think, 10.30 at night. So we'll let you go in a second. I just want to get a couple of quick predictions. Uh, the first yeah. one is obviously Rob Whitaker and Jared Cannonier uh, at UFC 254. Obviously, you'll be keeping your eye on it. Who do you think emerges victorious for that one? Uh um, I believe that Whitaker will win. Actually, uh, I think that style-wise, uh, it's gonna be hard for for Canonier. Uh, with those, you know, Whitaker is extremely good to close the distance really quick, and uh, Canonier doesn't have the reach to to keep him away. Uh, I think that's gonna be hard for him to to handle. Uh, I give Whitaker the edge in that one. Mm. And the other big fight, uh, not too far away, that I'm sure you're looking forward to as well, is, is this Khabib uh, Justin Gaethje title uh, unification fight. And I mean, this is a fight we've been looking forward to for quite some time. How do you think that plays out? Do you think Justin Gaethje's the guy uh, to give Khabib that loss in the octagon? Well, you always uh, have to have uh, Khabib as the favorite. You know, he's <laughs> undefeated. He he has barely lost a round. <laughs> In his career, so uh, he's the favorite, of course. But if anybody could do it, uh, it's probably Justin Gaethje. So, man, I'm looking forward to that fight. There you go. And then there's, of course, your fight, December fifth against Darren Till himself. You're taking necks, you're taking knees, healthy <laughs> ones, bad ones, and you're in it for the raw dog sweepstakes. We can't wait, man. Hopefully, we get a chance to chat to you before the fight to delve even deeper into it. Follow the man on Twitter and Instagram at JackTheJokerMMA. We could chat to you all day and all night, Jack, especially with the beautiful smile, man. We appreciate your time. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Always a pleasure.